It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the podcast, race fans. This is the Front Stretch, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor cart cart racing, and tis the season for all you drivers out there. Put a Joe's Carding parts uh, uh, parts warehouse gift card on your list for uh, Santa or that loved one in your life to bring you, and maybe you could get yourself a new set of tires, some nice sheet metal, parts and pieces for your car to get out onto the racetrack for the 2022 race season. I know I saw Buddy and our good friend uh, Tracy Weber was over at the PRI show. Do you get the feeling like we're the only ones that weren't there? From Omaha, yes. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I saw just about, you know, Chris Krug was over there. Uh, Anthony Ainsley was over there. I know you had a couple of friends over there. Chris Krug was over with my race pass, so he's... He's got a very good reason to go. I would have just gone to lighten their beer load a little bit. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we might have seen people we didn't want to see when we were over there. So. That's very true. We've got a couple of those people that we prefer to just stay away from. And then you end up going back to the motel and drinking heavily. And, yeah, it's... <laughs> well, that happens anyways. <laughs> Joining us on the show tonight, your junior dragster champion once again. And I only know that because he reminded me that he joined us on the show last year. Uh, last year from Ottawa Dragway, Taylor Hansen joining us on the show. Taylor, welcome back. Hi, thank you. Oh, you got to get a lot more excited than that. Come on now. Hi, guys. Thank you. There we go. That's a little better. We're going to have to bump you up there so people can hear you. Should we just go ahead and schedule you in tonight for next year or what? Might as well. <laughs> Might as well, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed we're going to get a season in, but... Uh, Let's talk about your 2021 race season. Uh, unfortunately, because Ottawa's website is down, there's not a lot of information for me to gather. I didn't follow it very well because I, I, I don't follow that as well as I should. Let's talk about your points uh, and how the season went for you. So at the beginning of the season, it didn't really go very well for me. First points race, I think I won one round the entire two-day weekend. And... I guess it was mainly at that track. I wasn't very good until the rest of the half of the season. And around the half of the season, I started going a lot more rounds and winning a lot more. And towards the end of the season, it was starting to get really close between me when I was in second place and the uh, person in, f- in first place. You can say their name. It's okay. Okay. Sydney Richards. <laughs> and... Um, it was the very last point season. I might have been one or two, maybe even four races behind. And it was the last weekend. And by the end of the weekend, I beat her by one point. It was scary. I never want to do that again. <laughs> See, as, as the spectator and the announcer, I appreciate a one-point differential. But as a driver, I, I totally understand your, your desire to go into the second points night of of racing and have it locked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like it the other way around but that adds a little bit more suspense for you that I'm, I'm sure you would prefer to not have to deal with yeah i didn't like that whatsoever yeah no he was down 20 points after two weeks said i got him where i want him let's go racing right uh any point did you think this is getting too far out of reach uh, we got to buckle down and go or, or is it cool as cool as a cucumber 
I was for a little bit. I'm, I was just kind of thinking that I need to calm down a little bit, kind of focus on what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, kind of like you are tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, we, we're going to need you to calm down a little bit, too. We're going we're gonna to keep giving you grief about this. How old are you? 16. 16. My God. And five championships. I think there's 16 years difference between you and I. Uh, there's more than that. Well, actually, a little <laughs> bit more than that. Yeah, my mass is 23, but that could be wrong, too. I, I'm well, in Iowa. I that would I be a first. <laughs> that would be a first if Dirk's math was wrong. Uh, mechanical issues, do you have any stresses like that, or, or is it ni- a nice, easy season? We had a couple of mechanical issues, not really a whole lot uh, in Ottawa, but I know there's a, a weekend or two where we're having issues. Yeah, where else did you race? I raced at, uh, I think it's Thunder Valley Dragway. Humboldt County Dragway or North Iowa, uh, Kearney, Nebraska, Cordova, Illinois, Eddyville, Iowa, Memphis, Tennessee, and oh, Cedar Falls Raceway. So what, wow. you run like Division 5 points then or something? Yeah. So I would say that sounds like a point schedule is what that sounded like. That's a lot of racing. Was that weekly or was that here and there? Uh, yeah, we had maybe one or two weekends where I wasn't racing. And then your big races were three or four weeks apart in between them? Something like that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how'd you do at the other tracks? I did a lot better than I did in Ottawa. I won a lot more at the beginning of the season at uh, Kearney and Cedar Falls. I won a little bit at uh, Marion. Otherwise, at there I didn't do very well. And we only went there twice. Cordova, I did all right. And um, Eddyville, I did okay at the second time we went there. But the first time, I made it to the semis both days. So that was all right. Eddyville's a fun track. I don't yeah. care what you say. That, that's the first eighth-mile track I went to. That's a lot of fun there. Uh what else do you do? Uh, I'm sure we covered this last year, but we already covered before the recording started. I don't remember anything from last week. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much alcohol-induced, if that's a night. cautionary tale for a <laughs> young 16-year-old man. Uh, wh- what else do you do? Outside of drag racing, I don't really do a whole lot of the house. Just maybe sit at maybe the house. school? Yeah, school. Okay. <laughs> do you do any iRacing? What's that? iRacing? racing. Computer racing, simulator racing. Uh, no. No, I would assume that the answer is definitely no if you don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, this is the first time a young kid that doesn't know what, a young racer that doesn't know what I, you, he's you too ever busy. heard about racing? He's too busy actually racing. That's, that's true. And winning, <laughs> mind you. Oh, yeah. Did you win any <laughs> other track championships or did you run for points anywhere else? Um, I don't, I didn't run for points anywhere else. Okay. It was just mainly Ottawa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, what's your plans for 2022? Uh, try to keep the uh, distance between me and second place a lot further. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. That's as honest as you can get. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, you know, if Ottawa doesn't run, I guess uh, you listed off a bunch of tracks that you're not going to be short on going racing anywhere. You'll probably just... Pick up another racetrack or? Yeah, that's yeah. what our plans were. All right. 
Yeah, Anawa's deal doesn't look real promising right now. I talked to Gary a couple, well, he obviously contacted you, so you know I talked to him, and yeah, unfortunately it doesn't look real good right now. That's too bad because he'd really turned the track around the last two years, you know. So Again, we're, uh, we're talking with Taylor Hansen, uh, junior dragster track champion at Onawa Dragway. Talk to me about the class, junior dragster. Uh, any thoughts about moving up into the next class, or are you pretty happy with where you're at right now? Uh, so far, I'm pretty good with where I'm at. Um, when I'm at 18, I'll probably move up the year after that. But as of now, I can probably move up if I really wanted to, but I'm liking where I'm at right now. So, junior dragster, you, you age out at 18, so your last year? It's supposed to be 17, but if oh. your birthday's during uh, your last year when you're 17, okay. and it's during the season, then you can keep going. Okay. All right, uh, let's thank some of those great sponsors that help you get up and down the road. i like to thank my grandparents, Phil Indiana Adler, Sign Masters in Sioux City, Iowa, and my... Grandpa Charlie, who also helps help sponsor me. How about your crew guys? Got any of them you got to thank? I'd like to thank my grandma, Deanna Adler, Phil Adler, who are both my grandparents. I'd like to thank my mom and my sister and my Grandpa Charlie. I think being in high school or whatever, you'd have about 15 high school friends wanting to crew on your car. I'd, I'd like to focus on racing more than yeah. friends. Where do you call home? Uh, Anthon, Iowa. Where's that? Anthon, Iowa. Anthon, Iowa? Where's that at? In Iowa. Okay. <laughs> you thought I'd have guessed that. <laughs> Is it near any other towns? You're from Iowa. I'm not. <laughs> There's quite a few towns in Iowa I've never been to, oh, despite being from there. Well, then they don't have a bar. Yes. <laughs> and I spent the first 18 years just pretty much staying in Red the Oak. farm. My farm. We, we didn't get to leave much, but where's Anthony near? Uh, I think it's 30 to 40 miles east, east of Sioux City. Oh, so up north of here then. Yeah. yeah okay. Anthony, Iowa. A-N-T-H-O-N? Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. Population of 650 people as of 2019. That's a big Good. town. Do they got a sign coming into town, you know, with your picture on it, you know, big big race car <laughs> national champion, you know? No, 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 they don't. Now, refresh my memory. When you win the championship at Ottawa, don't you get to go, is it to Memphis? Well, wherever the race is. I think, don't they have one big race in Cedar Falls and then Memphis too? Or was it Eddieville? Eddieville, Okay. Yeah, I knew they had another big race and then Memphis for the, the national like team finals or yeah. something. Yeah. Did you get to go down to that? Yeah, yeah. I did. Got a How'd hoodie that said he did. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, I didn't fare so well down there. I went out first round. Airs kind of uh, messed it up a little bit. Bad, and I was just kind of um, getting a little stressed out about it. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do when you uh, graduate high school? I'm thinking about um, either going to a trade school or going straight into college and then working my way up and then um, possibly going to 
maybe a bigger college and then see where I'm at then. It might get a couple sponsors. Yeah. And then um, I thought about going professional, but I might, I'm not really sure. Let the cards fall where they may. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, did you say you were considering trade school and state school? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go trade school. Well, you can, there's a lot of jobs where you can make a lot of money using your hands that yeah. a lot of people never give any credit to. I got a buddy of mine whose kid's going to uh, at, uh, Northern Ohio, Northwest Ohio, at racing school up there, and he said it's fantastic. He's, I think, about nine months from graduating. I oh, think yeah. Daniel is. But he was just at the PRI show and sent some nice pictures back. So. Well, just the numbers make sense. Anybody out there that's wanting to have a rewarding career and not a ton of college debt, go to a trade school. Yeah, he said when he's <laughs> done with his two-and-a-half-year program, he's going to end up maybe twenty-five to 30000 in debt, and he got no scholarships or nothing. But uh, he said at the PRI show, he filled out a stupid amount, like 45 or 50 applications for jobs with racing outfits and stuff up there. So... And he'll, he'll probably have that paid off in a couple of years. If he gets goes in, I don't care where he goes, the mechanic, he'll pay yeah. that off in no time. Yeah. Is there a certain area you're kind of looking at? You, you mentioned trade school, so you think a mechanic, plumber, electrician? Uh, welding. Welding. That's a, I, God, I know places that are starting you at 35 bucks an hour. I mean, it's insane how much trades are paying right now. You get to a, a NASCAR shop and weld NASCAR chassis together, you make a buttload of yeah. money. There's a guy from Omaha that did two guys from Omaha that went and did that. So, Do you do much welding right now? Uh, I used to take a class in school, and otherwise, during the summer, I took a class in Sioux City. Yeah. Taught me a lot. Do you have a certain welding style, like arc welding, TIG welding? TIG. You like TIG? Yeah. I never got to do TIG. TIG, like, came out just as I was getting out of shop, shop class. The only thing I know how to do is arc weld. Yeah. <laughs> All right, again, we've been talking with Taylor Hansen, the junior dragster track champion at Onawa Dragway. How do I want to say this? Um, hopefully not your last track championship at Onawa Dragway. Hopefully yeah. not the final champion Yeah. in his class at Onawa Dragway. Yeah. Hopefully there's many more to come for you at Onawa Dragway. Uh, no, only two see. more. Not many, only two. <laughs> then he's moving up. Oh, yeah. Uh, we thank your sponsors. We figured out what you're going to do with your life. Uh, girlfriend, you dating anybody? No. No? Focusing on racing, right? Yeah. All right. That's all right. That's good. Well, you, get, you get in the pro ranks and stuff, you'll have plenty of women around that want to date yeah. you. You won't have to go hunting. And a pro tip in dating, ignore them. <laughs> and this goes for girls and guys. Humans want what they can't have. Ignore them. Then they'll want you even more. Right. You and just, you like, you're walking around the pits, fire suit on, you know, and, and if one looks at you, just keep walking. Don't look back. Trust me. She'll be at your trailer at the end of the night when you win. And in this day and age, don't kiss the trophy girl on the lips. Yeah. Do not do that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a pretty good piece of advice, Dirk. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Anything else you want to cover, Taylor? Anything I, we missed? I'd just like to say thank you for having me on here. It was fun. Well, it's good to have you back on. Don't want, I to, like track, to... Don't want to thank the track management and for them, all the tracks you go to for the great racing <laughs> they let you do. 
You know, I mean, Anawa gives you a trophy every year. You ought to at least say thank you. <laughs> Did Gary or Gary make a bad call this year that you'd like to throw him under the bus? Uh, no, they're not here so. to defend themselves, so we're totally fine with it. <laughs> No, I think they did really good this year. Okay. This was the first year they did really good. <laughs> this is what Gary and Gary get for not coming. Yeah, You're going to get thrown under the bus on the front stretch if you don't come. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, you know, they probably saw that Formula One stuff and figured they're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> we never made that bad of a call. All right. Once again, thanks a lot for your time, Taylor. Good luck in uh, 2022 and, uh, and the rest of your life. Hopefully we're going to be talking to you in about a year from now. Thank you. Hopefully right. many more times. We're going to take a break. We'll be back on the front stretch. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. The official watering hole of the front stretch has you covered any day of the week with the best wings, great burgers, and amazing steaks. Each weekday from 4 to 6 is happy hour, featuring dollar off draft and well drinks plus $4 Luberitas. Mondays are kids night. Tuesdays are all-you-can-eat wings for $12.95, and the lube even delivers to the Council Bluffs area. Like Quaker Steak and Lube Council Bluffs on Facebook for a full list of weekly events. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Mid-America Drive, Council Bluffs. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome to the front stretch. Time for another Nebraska Dirt Crown interview. Don't forget to like up and follow the Nebraska Dirt Crown as well if you haven't followed the front stretch Facebook page. Great way to keep up to date with all the great racing information that's going to be going on. And we've got two guys joining us on today's show at the Racers Swap Meet in Columbus, Nebraska. Ryan Kumpf of Boone County Raceway. Boone and, County. And I'm, I know I'm cutting you guys completely short because I've got two people sitting here that announce it like 13 tracks apiece. So I'm losing all of them. But uh, Anthony Ainsley also joining us. Uh, Anthony, how you feeling after last night's I-80 Speedway Awards Banquet? Oh, I was feeling a little bit hoarse after uh, this morning. But uh, think, unfortunately, we kind of got a late start to get yeah. up here. I know I'm, that's it's not usually something I like to do. But hey, we made it out here to Columbus. And oh, man, the <laughs> announcers, they just keep on coming. Right. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? But, uh but so I think it was a good night last night, and uh, it was good to see you. We had 10 different champions being crowned. I think that's probably the most we've ever had. That, yeah, that, to my knowledge, absolutely. That's that's always good to see, and it's good to see a lot of uh, great folks out there. A lot of great uh, door prizes were given away, and uh, and just a lot of great folks came out and uh, supported uh, I-80 and for and for the Malvert Bank and Hoker Trucking Super Late Models. And, yeah. of course, with the, uh, the big bombshell announcement that happened last night, it's going to be uh, – let's – I think 2022 is going to be a very special year for us. Absolutely. It's it's, it's going to be a difficult one, too, because every night you get done with the races, and, and that's one more night closer to October 15th. And yeah, and, uh, of course, we always uh, kind of have a hard time with the, you know, at the end of the Cornhusker Classic. You know, it's a big weekend. We always love seeing all those drivers yeah. come out there. But, of course, that also marks the end of the season uh, for us. But, yeah, that's uh, – this October is going to hit a little harder than, yeah. than in the past. About that time you're ready for the season to be over with. I'm ready to spend some time with my girlfriend and, and sleeping in my bed at, at, at a normal time. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's that 
that one's going to be tough. That's oh, gonna, yeah. I got to imagine that uh, there's going to be quite a few tears shed uh, from both the Kaziski family, a lot of drivers, uh, employees, as, as that, uh, that era comes to an end. A lot of our fans will definitely as well. I'm, I'm trying to figure out when is your guys' uh, tickets open for Silver Dollar and the Cornhusker, because I better get it <laughs> right now because you might break some attendance records knowing it's the last one. I was going to say, Silver yeah. Dollar will probably be coming up here in, in a few weeks. Usually, sure. Well, again, I, like I was joking with Lisa about it last night. I said, uh, of course you guys put your schedule out on December 24th because prior to that, we, that week leading up to it, Dirk and I did our show and we were talking about the, uh, uh, you know, the rumor mill with I-80 still. And, and I said, don't worry, we got a couple of more weeks. I-80 usually releases their schedule sometime around the banquet time. And so there's a couple more weeks till we find out exactly what's going on for 2022. And then later that week, they dropped the schedule on us. And I was like, well... There goes me being wrong again. So uh, That was a good early Christmas gift. I would like to say usually ticket sales for the Silver Dollar Nationals go on in about February or March. Um, Around that time. But as soon as I say that, they're going to put them on sale probably this coming week. They probably might need to to make yeah. sure they get their yeah. advanced tickets in. I, I think so. And I think that's, you know, uh, uh, Brian Kumpf and Anthony Angeli joining Dirk and I on the show. Uh, we're going to cover some track schedules, but it's just going to be a lot of conversation. And maybe, Dirk, this will be the one we put out uh, as a special episode this weekend uh, just to get out and talk about the IED uh, announcement. But um, So uh, you have to turn your microphone back on. You, Aren't they all special episodes? Well, they're <laughs> special in a way, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it's, uh, this was the, when, when you had so many people saying, oh, no, IED Speedway's done. They're, they're not going to run anymore after 2021. Uh, they're just waiting to make the announcement. And when Joe came on the show and said, as soon as we make a decision, we will announce it. Because if the 2021 Cornhusker Classic is the last one, he's a businessman, and it makes business sense to say, that's our last show, that's driver's last opportunity and fans' last opportunity to see races at the famed IED Speedway. He's going to sell a ton of tickets, and he's going to sell a bunch of pit passes. Well, so, and that's why the T-shirts are going to be a hundred bucks, right? Definitely, and, and that's and they're going to be able to make a lot of freaking money off of it, and something they haven't been able to do, despite the fact you can look at the racetrack every once in a while and say, "Oh my God, look, it's a packed grandstand." Those guys are printing money. There's a lot of weekly nights that they were paying money to be open and running. So uh, I, I don't hold it against them at all for them to be able to make money, and this is a great opportunity for fans to give it one more, and. Last night's announcement did actually surprise me. I, I didn't expect it to come at that time. I, I was kind of think I was kind of thinking there was uh, I I didn't want to rule that out of the realm of possibility. In the back of my mind, I was I, I honestly wasn't wasn't too shocked about it. Honestly, I was uh, it was always in the back of my head. I'm going like I, I've got the feeling that it's it's not going to be for much longer. And uh, I just wanted, and yeah. I've been hearing this number of times on the SLMR tour, be it east or west. I've had a lot of fans, uh, a lot of crew members have asked me, like, you know, anything on I-80. And then, like, even some diecast collectors that uh, uh, that I'm with out at Ashland, they were asking me about I-80's future. I'm going, I, I keep telling them the same thing. Nothing's set in stone. Yeah. Uh, as soon as... Uh, as soon as the higher-ups say something about it, then I'll know about it, and then I can relay that information. But until then, I got nothing. Nothing's nothing's for real. But yeah. uh, but as of last night, now we know something is for real. Well, I, and, and, and Dirk has done this too. You know, you watch what these promoters and track owners go through on a nightly basis for not a lot of money. No, you know, it, no. It, one of the first rules I learned in dirt racing is being a promoter is the the worst job. 
it's thank it's like being an umpire. You're gonna get yeah. yelled at no matter what, no right. matter what you do. You're right. always wrong. You're <laughs> never gonna be the fan favorite. And uh, you know, I, I think that Joe and Steve and Lisa and everybody at IED Speedway has done a fantastic job taking a little bit of a different approach to promoting. And I think a lot of racetracks in the area have keyed up to what they're doing. Of you know, they, they've got the racers angle of the way they want to build purses, uh, build excitement build the, just do things a little bit different, and I think they've done a fantastic job, and it's, it's really unfortunate because it's not, same thing as Sunset, where Sunset was getting encroached by the city of Omaha, and eventually was going to get shut down anyways. Uh, I-80 Speedway, I think it's hitting its peak. It's, it, it's it, the, the ticket sales have been great, the Silver Dollar Nationals has been the best the last couple of years. I think the track was starting to really hit its peak, and unfortunately, it, it just the owners are worn out. And, and Anthony, you could see that on the tour. You get into the middle of the season and late in the season, and you could just see it in Joe and Lisa's eyes. They're exhausted. I think yeah, just about everyone is. Usually, when we uh, when we hit the uh, August stride, you know, we've got about two or three months left in the season. You know, and I know tempers are starting to get worn out a little bit. Everyone's yeah. patience are getting. Uh, Pretty slim, but uh, but hey, that's that's kind of that's the price you pay for this game we play. And right. I'm gonna tell you what, you know, when uh, on a on a warm night there in August, you know, there's no place we'd rather be. And no, warm, yeah, for better for <laughs> for better or for worse, it's for better or for worse. There's no place we'd rather be than at right. the racetrack. And uh, and sometimes, yeah, there are sometimes where it actually feels like work rather than fun. There's always you're always gonna have those days, but I think thankfully more times than not, it feels more like fun than work. I think it's worth noting that with the announcement that uh, 2022 will be IED Speedway's final season, that it will not be the final season of the Malvern Bank and Hoker Trucking Series. That, that Joe has said several times that series will live on. Oh yeah, that's that was uh, going to be the plan, and uh, I think I think that may have been one of uh, I don't want to confirm this or not, but I think that may have been one of Joe's adventures. You know, maybe spend a little more time with the late model tours and uh, get uh, you know get Andrew and Brian out there a little bit more. I mean, I think they'd like to go and uh, travel a little bit more, see more of it, but uh, but. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it's kind of tough when you have a, a racetrack on the side as well. I mean, that's that's kind of why I, I uh, fancy a lot of these other promoters. If, if you know, like Todd Staley with USRA, you know he's watching mainly over a lot of tracks in uh, North Central Iowa, Hamilton County, and Mason City. Well, at the same time, uh, he's also watching over the USRA and also being one of the competition directors for the USMTS Modified Series, or like uh, or like Dan Robinson, you know, longtime, uh, I think, promoter of Lucas Oil Speedway down in Wheatland, Missouri. And now he's, uh, I think he's working with more of the inner workings of the MLRA Series. So I, I, I got to give props to the guys like like Dan, like like Joe and Steve, like like Todd, who are uh, taking it upon themselves to, to work with these racetracks as well as uh, branching out and seeing other racetracks as well. But uh, but sometimes, yeah, it gets to be a lot. You can only you can only expand yourself out so far, and uh, it gets to a point to where you almost can't do it. And, and bouncing off that a little bit, I remember uh, there was a conversation I was having with some racers maybe six, seven years ago talking about late model racing and how it was, it was suffering. There wasn't a lot of late models out there, especially super late models. Uh, IMCA tracks, a lot of them were dropping the late model class because they couldn't get a full weekly class. And I think Joe and, and Steve saw an opportunity there. And one key aspect I think they do really well is limiting the distance that the tour goes. You know, they've, they've had tracks from 300, 350, 400 miles away say, hey, 
you guys put on a great show. You got a great car count. Can you guys come over there and Joe and Lisa? Don't they, they, no, we won't. It's outside of our 200 mile range from Omaha. Uh, that's a little too far for us to drive, and, and we don't want that bill to be added on for our drivers. Yeah, and uh, I've kind of seen that a little bit with the with the E series as well. I think they're kind of using a, a maybe a, a different maybe a hub sort of sort of speak for for like the E series. I was kind of thinking, you know, with with how many shows that Davenport has on the E series, like that's almost becoming like the uh, the is Eastern the kind of like the hub for the E yeah. series. But like I eighty is kind of the hub for the West series, and uh, yeah, it just depends on on who, who you get to work. Uh, who's alongside you? Who works with you uh, on the scenes away from the track? And yeah, sometimes they're you can like I said, you can only expand yourself out so far. But uh, thankfully, we are hitting up a few new racetracks on the West Series. We hit up a number of new ones on the East Series last year. You know, we had it. We added Eldon. We added Makokoda. We've added a couple more. And now, you know, with uh, some of the new additions for the West Series, you know, we've got we've got Belleville for the first time. I, I know uh, with the with, with the uh, exception of the little quarter mile they have down there at the Belleville High Banks, I know, I know Joe wasn't really one to go there because he knows Belleville is an absolute engine nightmare out there. It's a very fast track. You're in the throttle constantly, so it, it takes a toll on the equipment out there. But thankfully, uh, the Belleville High Banks are going to be on the tour uh, for West for the West Series, and then we got uh, I-70 down in Odessa, Missouri. That'll be yeah. a fun one after they. They brought that track pretty much back from the dead, and it's good to see I-70 back on the, on there. And then we get Fort Dodge. I, I mean, I was on, I was kind of on the on the ear of the announcers out in Hamilton County because they work at Fort Dodge on Friday nights. I'm going like, wouldn't it be cool if we could somehow get Fort Dodge and Hamilton County on the same weekend? Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But Sports Park Raceway out of Fort Dodge, they get a West and an East Series race this year. So it'll be it'll be fun to see how those guys tackle that racetrack. Make sure you find out more about the uh, East and West Tour Series on SLMR Racing on their Facebook page. Uh, there is a Boone County Raceway schedule in front of the announcer, Ryan Kumpf. And Ryan, uh, let's talk a little bit about the 2021 race season. Uh, we had a couple of, uh, uh, of your, uh, your champions scheduled here, but unfortunately some of the uh, scheduling conflicts have, uh, have not allowed them to make their attendance, but let's kind of talk a little bit about some of the racing and some of the champions, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, um, Hobby Stocks, uh, Ryan Feyman picked up a hard-fought uh, track championship in the Hobby Stocks. He and Jeff Ware have kind of had a budding rivalry the last few years. It's been really interesting. Um, those two head-to-head uh, -head all year. Uh, Ryan just inched in front of Jeff this year. Interesting enough, Jeff's going to Stock Car next year, he just announced, I saw. So wow. we'll see how he does, maybe going to Eagle this year, maybe with Stock Car. Um, and then on the Sport Mod side, um, James Roebuck, picked up the track championship this past year. Uh, James had a really good year. He loves Albion, uh, running the high side. He, he does a great job. And then, um, obviously, Corey Dumpert in the late models. He actually he uh, he only won, I think, two features this year. I think the, the last two years before that, he won over three quarters of the races. So uh, this year, the late models were very competitive. A number of different drivers um, won throughout the season. And the stock cars, uh, Austin Bronner, um, I think uh, Delmer at the... Uh, banquet this past weekend. Uh, Austin Bronner won his third track championship in a row in Albion. That's the first time that's been done since the 60s, I think. Late wow. 60s. Holy I don't know cow. who it was, but that's that's Man. that's saying something. He 
<laughs> he gets that uh, Charger chassis going. There Something go. tells me the guy sitting next to you probably knows who that driver was. I'm trying to think off the top of it's, my head. Uh, oh 1968, my I think. we got to take a <laughs> shot now. Not, Anthony easily not, doesn't not, know us. They got jello shots over in the bar. It wasn't Landauer. Was, I don't know. Maybe the guy behind us could answer it. I don't know. He's been around. That's the, before my time. I don't, wow. I don't know. It wasn't, wasn't Mike Landauer. I, we're, we're right? current, I think it's currently in the process of trying to find out. But uh, from what I heard, I thought it was like 1960. You'll have to ask Delmar. But I think it was like 1968 was the wow. last time wow. we had a three-peat winner in any class. That's so. insane. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good year for you guys. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun last year. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the, the Crown Jewel was Tanner's race last year. That was a, probably one of the most emotional experiences I've ever yeah. had at a racetrack. Anthony was uh, a part of that one as well. Um, you know, the, the Pelsker family has been such a big part in Albion and their surrounding area. Obviously, his uncle Randy raced a lot. He's still competing. Uh, Delmer is one of our uh, top promoters at the racetrack. But uh, we're excited to bring that back this year. Uh, last year, we had a ridiculous car count, and we're hoping to get the purse close to that uh, again this year. We have some sponsorship opportunities for that. But then also the other race, uh, Lucas Oil ASCS National Sprint Tour. Um, we haven't had a national tour in Albion since, I think, 2008. We had the World of Outlaw Late Models for the fair. Um, so this is a pretty big moment for us to have something like this. And um, we've always been late model country in our area compared to, like, you know, I-80 Eagle. They, they have a good mix of sprint cars. Um, obviously, Norfolk runs sprint cars every now and then, and Columbus runs 305s every now and then. But uh, having some actual 360, the national guys, Blake Hahn, uh, Borgmans, uh, obviously Jack Dover, Stu Snyder, all those guys to yeah. Albion. That's going to be really exciting. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting how that race goes, you know, with uh, now that the uh, ASCS National Tour is under new management. And you know, yeah. Terry Maddox has uh, stepped up as the uh, the main guy for the Lucas Oil ASCS. And, of course, I mentioned that, that Tanner Pelster Memorial. That, that actually gave me one of my personal favorite moments from the SLMR Tour last year. Uh, if, for those who were there, and Albion on that night, of course, jam-packed grandstand. Kyle Burke ended up uh, winning the feature. But one of the coolest things I saw, this was after the races were over. Grandstands were pretty much empty. But after it was done, uh, Kyle ended up uh, autographing his trophy that he won for, for winning the feature for the SLMR series and gave it back to the Pelster family oh, wow. as a keepsake. That had to be one of... I saw the tears in the eyes there, and that yeah. was uh, definitely one of my favorite moments from the season last year. So it's good to see that. And, of course, hopefully we get the, the names back there, especially on the stock car and the hobby stock side. I mean, that stock car field, you talk about loaded. You know, Cade Richards, uh, Damon Mur uh, Dallin uh, Dallin Murray. Murray. Yep, yep. Damon didn't make it up. But, uh, Mike Nichols. You had Kyle Vanover in the field. You had all Je the Jesse hitters. Sobbing actually Jesse won it. So yep. Jesse yep. Sobbing. What? Austin Bronner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, after he had some misfortunes in the late model feature that night but came back to win the stock cars but man that stock field is probably one of the best ones i've seen in a long time oh i'm excited for that ascs i i don't think i've ever seen a change so quickly when uh, when maddox took over of a lot of racers just having conversations with them said just him taking it over made me consider racing once in a while with ascs as to where you know two days before we didn't know he was taking over i wouldn't have even well, and one of, you never would have got me to an ASCS One show. of the things, I, I watch their Facebook page a lot now since we we're having them come just kind of get an idea of who's running, some different schedule stuff. And one of the things I noticed on their schedule, they're really doubling down on being in the Midwest where the car count is because there are a lot of people, I've heard some complaints about them not going out west yeah. to like California and stuff. And so they're really trying to stay in like uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, where they know they have the car count. And most of their purses, I think it's a minimum three to 3000 to win. I think our night is like four 
4,000 to win. So, and then they go to Wakini the next two nights after. Yep. So they're doing a lot of weekend races clustered together, so it's not just a one-night show. Well, when they go into their regional shows, their Midwest shows always have the yeah. best car counts. Yeah. Well, yes. and they added a ton of money to the season points. Yeah. What was it, 50000 they added fifty thousand dollars to the overall there. purse for that, so yeah, a lot of great things. Punch, and yeah. and I, I think that's helping. You know, I, like talking with Jack Dover and Stu Snyder and, and those guys. They oh. Jack pretty much said we ch- we wanted to go around the ASCS show, but we really felt like since we weren't a committed weekly guy, uh, a, a full time schedule, uh, we got treated quite a bit different. And sure. and he was kind of turned off by that, uh, but just him alone just said. Now that, that that it's under new ownership and and, uh, and and the things that they have announced, very excited about that. And, and Jack has said he's going to plan on hitting a couple of shows. Well, I'm 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 hoping that there's still some semblance of a 360 show yeah. in Nebraska because obviously a few years ago Nebraska 360s that was like one of the that was like the SOMR. I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah. And then you know I80 obviously closing after this year. It's going to be interesting to see what those guys can do if they just go straight having a travel four hours for a show or if they move to 305 or if somehow we can get a 360s. Maybe it's nice to get some differential of a sprint car series maybe in this need, area. Again. Maybe we need to get on the MSTS here a little yeah. bit. I know we, they, they, come got, around here. they got off-road. There are some plans on working with the, with that group uh, down at I-80, I think, this year. And I was going to say, so maybe the MSTS could provide yeah. a helping hand there. I was going to say, Ryan, you got to be gotta be a little bit careful. I think the boss was watching back there. <laughs> <laughs> we got everyone watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But no one's on listening, so don't worry about no, that's okay. it. Not yet. They will be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do you guys have coming up uh, at Boone County? Um, you know, the rest of the year is just kind of, those are our two crown jewels, obviously. Um, the week before July 1st is probably one of my favorite nights, autograph night. So we line up all the cars on the front stretch. We give kids uh, some autograph boards, and they can go out and personally meet every single driver. Drivers can hand out candy, race cards and stuff, and they get a whole board filled out, um, autographs and stuff. We're, uh, a lot of the racetracks, this isn't just Albion, Columbus, um, Dawson County Raceway, everyone around here does a fantastic job of making sure there's something for the kids. Uh, you know, Norfolk always does car rides. I think you guys do a bit of that at yeah. Eagle, too. Um, I, I think that's important these days because, number one, there's so many distractions for kids that, oh, we got to make sure they're interested in racing for the next generation. So yeah. uh, I think a lot of tracks have doubled down on trying to have something going every night, especially when it's weekly racing. It's tough to kind of draw weekly crowds, so we yeah. have to have something extra every single week, and we try to make that happen. Pretty much every racetrack we talk about today probably yeah. is like that. Right. Uh, all right, so Boone County uh, Raceway on Facebook. When's the season kickoff? Um, practice is going to be April 29th. First night is uh, May 6th. That'll also be Mother's Night, and it'll be draw, redraw. Um, obviously, it'll be draw, redraw for the Boone County Challenge is what we're calling the Lucas Oil ASCS National, and we'll have the IMC Late Models, Stars Mod Lights, and Midwest Classics that night. And then, obviously, the Tanner Pelster Memorial, that's one you're going to want to mark down. That's a special Sunday show, by the way. Um, that's for the uh, Boone County Fair as well. Um, so we always have great car count. We'll have stock cars, hobby stocks, sport mods. And then uh, a mix this year, we're going to have the A-Class Micro Sprints, kind of what run at Cam Raceway, oh, yeah. and, uh, a little bit of Tulsa Shootout. Um, we, they, they've kind of become a little more prominent in the area, so we've added them a few nights. And then actually one of the f- fun things I'm kind of excited to see how it goes is uh, August 5th is going to be championship night, and we're also going to have a powder puff race after the race. Oh, kind of brings back go. some of the old throwbacks of what uh, we used to do in the area, so if, that'll be fun. If Dan shows up, will you let him enter that? I could pull off a good powder puff. The, the, the challenge would probably be what car you're going to have to go total. <laughs> I we'll had have to uh, talk to someone about that. <laughs> who was it a couple of years ago uh, was going to put me in their sport compact 
Uh, what, what we need to do is... Uh, Stefan Oaks. Oh, there you go. And right. I, 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 I told him, I said, I, I don't want to seem like a wimp that I don't want to do it because I definitely <laughs> do, but I don't have the money to fix your car if I put it into the wall. I'll say, Ryan, what we need to do is get him involved at ladies' night at US 30. There you go. There you go. I don't know if Sarah would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She I mean, might be the first one to bid and everything. You uh, know? Who knows? I mean, I'm always about entertaining the ladies, but uh, i got to draw the line because yeah. i got a great girlfriend at home. But... <laughs> Uh, let's give uh, Ryan a little bit of a break and let Anthony take over for a minute. Let's talk about that U.S. 30 Speedway schedule. Well, I mean, a lot of lot of weekly stuff. Of course, uh, like a lot of what we saw last year, you know, we alternate uh, between the IMCA Modifieds and IMCA Late Models. Uh, pretty much every other week we do have, of course, we got a couple of uh, IMCA Race Saver Sprint Car shows uh, throughout the year. Of course, uh, May 26th and June 30th are going to be the first two Race Saver uh, Sprint Car shows. And then, of course, one thing we added last year to the big uh, end-of-the-year showcase, the Abe Lincoln Memorial, we added the Race Saver Sprints to that uh, program last year. Uh, from what it looks like, we're doing it again on Friday night. That'll be a fun one because I know I know you talk about the uh, the finish at the Race Saver Nats that, that was Tyler crazy. Drukey had that. No. I mean, I think the finish to the Abe Lincoln Memorial Race at US 30 was even crazier than that, if you can imagine that. Uh, Tyler Drukey, same guy. He was leading going into the final corner, loses his left rear tire uh, coming off the final corner, ends up spinning repeatedly, just trying to, to limp that car to the finish line. Joey Danley ends up scoring the win there. So and Danley ended up pulling off the, uh, the Race Saver sweep out at uh, US 30 last year in very wild circumstances. That'll be fun to see. And then, of course, we got a lot of tight points battles that'll be going on throughout the weekly stuff. Sport mods, stock cars, hobby stocks, they'll be on the docket each and every Thursday night. And for good reason, though, US 30 has put on a lot of great shows out there. And ever since they put in that new banking, we've been we've been, been gushing about it nonstop out there at Columbus. The, the number of races we had out there, of course, the, the one involving Damon Richards and Mike Nichols came right yeah. down to the wire. That's still fresh in my mind. And, and of course, the, the wild championship battle we had in the late models last year between Corey Dumper and Travis Dickus. And then, of course, uh, Kyle Priner ended up getting National Rookie of the Year for late models. That was a, that was a great battle. Uh, Dylan Silman getting his first track championship at US 30 in the mods. Of course, uh, Cameron Wilkinson uh, doing a great job holding off just an onslaught of stock car competition out there. And uh, it should be a great time, of course, in the Hobby Stocks. Brooke Fluckinger finally got to go to Victory Lane again. It was good to see her do that uh, as appropriately on, on Ladies Night, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, Did she, I know uh, I've been looking at the uh, – I've been following her on Facebook, and I know Bobby's doing a whole ton of work at the track. Oh, yeah. they've All been, kinds of improvements, some more grandstands, et cetera. From like three years ago to where it's at now, it's like a completely different place yeah, just I mean, for the, the amount of dirt work. He, like Anthony mentioned, the track itself is completely different from what it was. And just the facility upgrades he's done, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing where it's at. I mean, yeah. I mean, last year, last season, we had the, uh, we brought in a giant sea container, cut out some holes in the side of it. That's now a like a part center for Roth Racing Performance. They've been, uh, they've been so grateful to, to come on board and help us out at US 30 Speedway, uh, creating a, a part store for any of the local guys who, who may need an extra part here and there. And then on top of that, sounds like uh, they've got a new scoreboard, possibly. I know. I think have, that's like the second one. I think we've second, had some bad, bad mojo with yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had a we had a new one a couple of years ago, and then about a week or two later, a big windstorm came through uh, through Columbus, knocked that down, and so we'll have to try. So 
we're on to round two on that. And then, of course, yeah, the new grandstands that will be in the pit area. That will be good. I mean, we had a couple sections of bleachers and then, of course, the uh, the famous uh, upwards catwalk over in turn number one. I, I don't believe the catwalk has gone away. I haven't seen if it's gone away. I haven't but, been by the track in a while. i got to check. Yeah, but uh, I need to go back there, too. It's gone away. But, yeah, those, oh, there's some guy right over oh, there saying it's gone. Oh, <laughs> play taps. Oh, rest, rest, in pe- rest in peace catwalk right there. <laughs> Repurpose, okay. Ne- nevertheless, those grandstands are going to be great. You're going there's, there's just going to be no excuse to not have a good view of the action anywhere at the track. Yeah. Well, that catwalk served its purpose, I think. Oh yeah. I, th- yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll, I think I'll put that on the, uh, on like the opening day one. Rest in peace, cat. Hashtag re- <laughs> rest in peace, catwalk or something. <laughs> uh, uh, we've been talking with Anthony Ainsley and uh, Ryan Kumpf, uh, and I, my apologies to Dirk Houston. Uh, it's tough to get a word in edgewise when you got three <laughs> announcers talking about racing. You're doing a good job, though. Well, you, could, you, could have four, you could have four. Just cash it, punch it in, punch it yeah. out. Just catch it, pitch it. You could have four, got the famous round mound of sound. You guys all here. get paid by the word. So, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you earn. I do? Wait, we do? I thought I got fed by the word. <laughs> Um, I know you drink I'm by sure. the word. Yes, I, say, I do. I'm, say, I'm sure the pizza ranch is open today. So. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh, I yeah. haven't had pizza ranch in a while. I think last time, I don't know. I, last time we had pizza ranch was like Newton about five years ago. Yeah, with the... No, that wasn't the night with David Starr. No, that was the... Uh, Montana Mike's or yes. something. It's basically like uh, it, it seemed like I was like sick. A, I stayed at the room. Yeah. So. I remember yeah. what was it? One time we had the uh, we had a race car like car show out there, and uh, was it? I pretty much got a couple of coupons for me and my father to get some uh, some free pizza ranch lunch because uh, I was one of the judges for the car show. So. Did you buy any diecasts? Uh, they they didn't have any. <laughs> Dude, they got some here. They, I have got to go check out oh, these guys. I have not checked. I have not checked yet. But now I say you have my right interest. There. But now you got my attention. <laughs> Ryan, that's that's Anthony's booth. He's oh, selling. Trust him. me, I know. <laughs> I, I only every brought, year he usually has an armful yeah, walking got, out of here. Well, that's that's because my that's because yeah. my buddy Steve's not here. I know uh, Steve sold his uh, his diecast operation a couple a couple years back. I know he always came up from Kansas and he was set up right here in this corner. I, I was always was a good customer of his. Uh, Jay Burdick actually approved a loan for me uh, for a small business. I'm opening up a new small business. It's it's a diecast business. There we go. And in the in the loan proposal, you know, he said, "How how do you plan on making your money?" And I just put Anthony Ainsley. Yeah, you already have your <laughs> leading, leading right. buyer right here. <laughs> he's he actually work for it. He's actually paying Dan to take the loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just make me more. And the reason he has gas money to make it home. All right, uh, we got to wrap this up because we've got a Facebook Live coming with the Nebraska Dirt Crown to make an announcement on their 2022 schedule. I'm still not used to saying that. Yeah. It was just like yesterday. It was 2018. Writing checks is hard right now, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> you still write checks? Yeah, you know. I've I got to have I don't something think in my hand. I don't think I've written a check in months. <laughs> it's uh, too easy to swipe the card, you know? At least i got to well, think about what well, I'm doing. Well, then I constantly hear that uh, online checking and banking, that's just a nightmare. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> well, avoid it as much as I can. We've got to come up it. with something catchy for 2022, like deuce hot, deuce deuce or something. The double deuce? No, because you it's, got it's, the 20 you in got front triple. of it. It's, it, you got know. triple. 20-hot. There's a poll for Facebook. Deuces? There you go. Yeah, there we go. 20 we get that going. There we go. XXII. There, hash. Uh, hashtag, I guess no. uh, there's not enough 20. people that know Roman numerals anymore. No, because that would be CC. 
You're no, looking around no, at the wrong M-M. table. Trying, I struggled during the M-M. Super Bowl knowing M-M. what we were talking M-M. about. Uh, It'd Super- be MMXXII. I think the Super Bowl is kind of like Roman know. numeral appreciation day, too. Right, I think, so. right, absolutely. MMXXII. I think we're now going to get sued for saying Super Bowl and not paying the NFL. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to bleep that out. That'll be the first thing we've ever bleeped out on the podcast. Well, uh, we could call it what it is, the stupid bowl. Well, let's not get in trouble anymore. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, uh, Ryan, Anthony, always a pleasure. We could have gone for another two hours. Yeah, easily. All right, let's do it again sometime soon. Like right. an, let's yeah. go in an hour. Yeah, hey, we I got time to fill. Sure, why not? Why and not? more beers to drink. <laughs> yes, exactly. Why not? <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. That's going to do it for us today on the Fred Stretch Podcast. Make sure to follow US 30 Speedway, Boone County Raceway. Uh, what are the tracks you guys work at? I, I lose track. You, well, you know me. I know the I-80 I-80 Speedway. I-80, SLMR, yep. East and West. And, uh, well, depending on if Bobby wants me to come down to Lexington or not, I know I've I've got some got some friends down there in Dawson County. Dawson County Raceway, yep, yep, yep. And then uh, yeah, uh, Columbus, Albion. I've been at uh, McCool Junction this past year, and then I think Dawson County this year. So okay. We'll see. Uh, when yeah. do you want to come work at Eagle? <laughs> my wife actually does want to see me every now and then on the weekend. I'm, I'm kind of in trouble right my, now after yeah, this past year. My girlfriend always <laughs> wants to see me until about third week of the off season. She's yeah. like, isn't there a track you could be working at? <laughs> yeah. Need to, need to find one that will come on the road with you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I, I did. Once again, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening to the uh, Front Stretch Podcast presented by Joe's Carding. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back.